Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. As we come to the 25th of Christmas, we're on episode 125. I don't know. Oh, there we go. So I don't know how that works. I don't either, but you you try to make a connection and... We're trying to connect faith to life, so we got to connect the numbers and too. Try so. to connect dates to Christmas. Yeah, is anyway. your shopping done? Uh, Amazon is really busy right now, so that's yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a I'm not an in store shopper because of my issues, so I like to shop on Amazon. And, I'm not uh, an in store shopper because of my issues as well. <laughs> different kind of issues. <laughs> different kinds of issues. <laughs> Absolutely. Man. Anyway, so oh, when um, I say Amazon, but all online stuff. Did you go I, Black Friday shopping? I did for a minute. Yeah, I where'd just, you go? I went to Lowe's and I got uh, something for my grandchildren. I can't say. Something for my grandchildren. Yeah, from Lowe's? Yeah. It's a collection thing. Anyway, I gotcha, I gotcha. and then uh, then went and got got batteries there. They always have deals on batteries. So You know how lots of batteries on sale? Costco. Yeah, they do. Costco yeah. is the battery king. They really that have toilet it together. Paper. <laughs> so if you go on Black Friday, get toilet paper and batteries. Toilet paper batteries. From what I heard I in mean, the sermon Sunday. <laughs> So that was uh, that was quite the uh, insight into your family. Yeah, well, you know, everybody has to have toilet paper. <laughs> this is true. From Costco. Amen. Oh, oh, man. Well, anyway, as we approach the Christmas season, it's just been a blessing, Pastor, to go back and to read the Word of God yeah. together and to find out how to read the Word of God. And certainly, uh, as as uh, I think this is such an important thing, Just I just want to really encourage people to connect people and let them hear. I was talking to somebody even at the Christmas lighting thing and they were saying how they were listening and somebody walked up and says, yeah, I really want to get started in the podcast. So yeah. uh, this is a great time to do it. Right. Uh, easy to get started. There's lots yeah. of podcasts to listen to. Exactly. I mean, you could spend your whole Christmas break listening to our podcast. I know nonstop. it would be amazing. I mean, what a life. <laughs> Right. Wouldn't that be incredible? If you don't hear our voices enough, you can really hear them and what 24 I, hours a day. What is great is that people say, y'all are so funny. I'm going, well, that's not really the reason, but that's the reason they listen. <laughs> so they never know what we're going to say. You are a humorous so. guy, Trey. I've told you that before. Well, no, I think it's you, Pastor. I'm, I'm the straight guy. <laughs> Everybody straight. says I'm the straight guy. I get I get hit and I take it. So it's all right. I'm, I'm okay with it. So oh, anyway, whether you do it through Facebook, Twitter, or calling them, texting them, just uh, word of mouth, however it works, just get out there and influence others to be listening to connecting faith to life. Um, there are lots of people that, of course, want to know how to read the Bible, and we've been talking everything from the, the epistles to the law and other things that we've been looking at and the narratives and, and how we're going to use those things. But uh, I, this is probably near and dear to my heart. The Psalms have always been my thing, and I guess yeah. it's because I'm an emotional person. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the Psalms. It's gotten through, got me through some really, really tough times. But I'm going to be honest with everybody. I don't know that I, I, I read them so devotionally that I think I'm missing the big picture many times. And so I'm excited about this opportunity to get some tips on how we can read the Psalms yeah. uh, in, in a proper way. Yeah. So, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to get some tips yeah. to read the Psalms to help you uh, read through them better. Because I, you really enjoy I, and I enjoy the Psalms. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, the church has always enjoyed the Psalms. Um, you know, but for some of us, Poetry is more of a struggle. Yeah. Right? I mean, because you think about the Psalms, they're a lot different. We'll talk about this a little bit later. They're a lot different than like reading through the epistles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, epistles are just straightforward. Here's what you need to know. 
Um, Psalms, you know, they, they, they engage us uh, quite a bit differently than the epistles or, you know, you think we've already talked about the narratives and the gospels. Mm-hmm. They engage us differently than the narratives and the gospels. And, mm-hmm. uh, but, but God's given the Psalms to us in his word for a purpose and they are super helpful for us. Um, it's a gift. If you think about it, the mm-hmm. Psalms are a gift to us. So we'll talk about that though. We'll talk about that. Well, we're going to talk about these six tips and we're going to get to the point of understanding, I hope, how we can really make them influence us and help us through. And uh, of course, find out as we always want to, how it connects to the entire word of God and of course to the gospel story. All right. So let's uh, just jump right in and let's start with this one. The Psalms, first tip, the Psalms not only contain God's word, they are also our words to God. Wow. I never thought of that. Yeah, but that's really interesting, right? When When we think about the Bible, Right, we think about the Bible as God's word to us, mm-hmm. and it certainly is God's word to us. Every page of Scripture is inspired by God, uh, given to help us to grow in our understanding of God and how to live rightly before Him, so we may not know who He is mm-hmm. and what He's done for us and how we live before Him. So God's word is God's word to us. But you think about when you read the Psalms; mm-hmm. it's God's word. I mean, this is what makes it interesting. It's God's word. It's God inspired, given to us, but it's a collection of prayers yeah. that someone prayed to God, right? Someone's words to God, whether it was David who wrote a good number of the Psalms or, or someone else, uh, they are God, they are words to God. And Mm -hmm. so it's God's word, but it's also words to God. And so if you think about it, what the Psalms help us with, the Psalms help us to know how to pray, Mm. to know how to worship, to know how to uh, come before God. Mm-hmm. And you think about it, that that's really helpful uh, because, you know, many of us, we learned how to pray by doing what? Listening to other people pray. Yeah, definitely. You know? Um, I think, you know, that's why you, you go to a traditional Baptist church, no matter where you go, you'll hear the same prayer at the offering time, right? Mm-hmm. Bless the gift and the giver. I've heard that so many times. <laughs> I have heard that so many times. Which is yeah. a great line. Because they've heard the deacon but before them do that. They heard whatever. the deacon yeah. before them do yeah. that. And the deacon, them, we've been saying, bless the gift and the giver for 5,000 years. Probably. Right? I mean, it's just, but that's just what we say. Because somewhere along the way, we heard someone else say mm-hmm. that. Was, oh, that's that's how I need to approach God. When I pray for the mm-hmm. offering, I say, bless the gift and the giver. Right? And so we, we learn how to pray by, you know, hearing what others pray or how others pray. So what better way to learn how to pray than actually go to the word of God Mm. and, and hear God inspired words, right. That are prayed to God. Mm -hmm. So to learn from David or to learn from some of the other Psalm writers, man, it's, it's really, really powerful. And so these are God's words, right? It's in the Bible, God's words, but the Psalms in specific are Mm. God's word to us, but at the same time, they are words to God given to us to teach us how to approach God, how to come into his presence, how to, um, uh, you know, pray, how to worship. And it's powerful. We have an, we have a whole book of the Bible that teaches us how to approach God. I know, you know, I think it's Romans 8 that talks about when we pray, we have uh, words that cannot be uttered. You know, there are times when we're just so distressed. And I have been in those times. And I'm telling you, I immediately, when I feel like I just don't know what to pray, I will open the Psalms and begin to go through those. And that's a great way to pray. And it it really opens up my heart to God. It's very emotional for me and uh, very, very impactful for me. It it, It had got me through some really tough times. So yeah, I, I, think I don't, that's awesome. um, I don't do this as much as I used to. Um, but I read a book years that was the most helpful book on prayer mm-hmm. I've ever read. 
um, just as far as practically speaking. There's yes. lots of good books on prayer, but this one was just really helpful practically. It was a book called um, uh, How to Pray, uh, the Scripture by a guy named Donald Whitney. Donald mm-hmm. Whitney's a great author. You, you're probably familiar yes, with the Spiritual yes, Disciplines am. book. But he teaches you in that book how to pray through the Psalms every single day to take, you know, one Psalm and just to not 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 study it for the sake of gaining knowledge about whatever, but to, to actually take that Psalm and pray it to God. And it's really powerful. And that really, over the years, has helped my prayer life to go back through the Psalms and just take one, and I'm going to pray through the psalm today. And I'm going to, you know, when it says to, when, when the psalmist says to exalt the Lord, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to exalt God for who he is and ways in my life. When the psalmist says, you know, to uh, think about, for example, God as a shepherd, I'm going to give God thanks for the shepherd that he is over my life and how he's guided me and all those things. And so he just, he gives you a step-by-step process mm-hmm. of how to pray through the psalms. And it's really, really good and helpful. I would recommend that everyone grab yeah, that book and read it. We can put that in the notes, yeah. can't we? And, yeah, we should. And can. make sure they can uh, get that. Yep. Uh, number two tip. The Psalms are addressed to the mind through the heart. Okay, now this is where we need to understand um, that the Psalms are different, mm. right? They, they are are not like the epistles. They're not like the narratives. They're not like Old Testament law. They're not like prophetic literature. They're not like apocalyptic literature. They engage the heart. Mm. I mean, when, when, when you read the Psalms, they are emotional. Very emotional. You wow. see that in David as he writes. He's going through all these struggles. He cries out to God. He laments. He, mm-hmm. he gives thanks. He praises. I mean, they are, so they engage the mind because they, they help us to think about how to approach God, how to pray. They, the Psalms certainly help us to think about the attributes of God, his holiness, his, his majesty, his beauty, all those kinds of things. But they engage the mind through the heart. Right, which is a totally different way than than for instance, the Apostle Paul did. Yeah, you know, because he's after the mind and logic and all those things, like we talked about last week. Yeah. So you think about Paul, you know, mind to the heart. Mm-hmm. The Psalms, heart to the mind. Mm. Right. In a lot of ways. I mean, yes. Uh, you know, all of Scripture engages both mind and heart. Right. Sure. sure. Uh, but but you think about the Psalms in particular. Uh, they they are. They're, they're emotional. And, and so that, that's good for us to remember too, because and I think we've talked about this before when we talked about um, several weeks ago, when we talked about worship and, and musical worship in the church mm-hmm, and all those mm-hmm. kind of things. It's okay to be emotional in your relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's okay to, to allow God to engage your heart. And so, so, you know, I think we tend to go to one of two extremes, right? On the one hand, uh, sometimes we get just too stoic. Oh boy, yes. Where where our faith in God is all about the brain and the intellect and what I know, mm-hmm. it never engages the heart; it just engages the mind. On the other hand, right, uh, other end of the spectrum, we get way too emotional. <laughs> That's for sure. We don't we, think rightly about God. We just want to mm-hmm. be moved. We want to feel something on the inside, right? We want the touchy feelies or you know all that kind of stuff. Uh, and just understanding that that the Christian faith, what it does, it engages heart, mind, and soul, mm-hmm. right? All and together. so, so we want to think rightly about God. We want to have the intellectual knowledge about God that He wants us to have. We want to know Him for who He is as He reveals Himself in Scripture. We also, right? We want to be moved by the Spirit, and we want, you know, it's it's okay for both your mind and your heart to be engaged in your relationship with Jesus and in your worship. And and the Psalms give us a beautiful example of how the heart is engaged, and and as the heart is engaged, it does. Right, enlighten us as we mm. worship the Lord. Right. Yeah, and I, I also think the Psalms, and I, I think poetry is, of course, very emotional, and yeah. we all know these emotional things that we have written are actually copied to our uh, wives or other things, you know, poetry. But uh, the Psalms, I, I think, it takes another level in that it's not just inspiring. You know, yeah. there is something different. 
when I read a psalm versus I read a great poet, you yeah, know, yeah. Elizabeth Barrett yeah. Browning or whoever, you know, they're beautiful, but there's just something about the psalms. The beauty also takes on this this uh, this uh, inspiration that you feel. Uh, and when I'm talking about inspiration, I'm talking about God-breathed sort of thing, yeah. where you just know God is speaking through these words. Very powerful, very emotional. And again, that's that's my makeup. So, you know, I tend to gravitate towards the Psalms. Yeah. And so yeah. one of the things I've had to do is, as you know, I've been reading through the Bible. Yeah. And uh, when I get to the Psalms, I'm always upset that I have to read so many at one shot. Right, Because right, right. they, they basically make you read about 25 a day. Oh, well, that's a lot of Psalms so, in a day. <laughs> so you don't really get a lot of emotion out of it. You're just trying to get you through it. You process through. So yeah. I'm looking forward to getting back next year to doing a little bit more devotional type reading. All right. So the Psalms are addressed to the mind through the heart. The Psalms not only contain God's word, they're uh, our words to God. And then third tip, the Psalms are Musical, so it's kind of like the hit parade of uh, yeah of the Bible, isn't it? The top one hundred fifty songs. Top one hundred fifty. The there you go. There you go. We could do an album. Interesting. With that. But yeah, you know that that when for many of us when we grew up, um, we grew up singing hymns or songs that were based on the Psalms, mm-hmm. right? I mean, for uh, since the Psalms were written, the Psalms have been kind of our hymn book as a church. Uh, there is not a praise and worship album anywhere where they're not saying as the deer pants for the water yeah, or yeah. you know they're using one of the psalms somewhere yeah. you know yeah we uh, might not sing the psalm the psalms word for word but lots of our songs are inspired mm-hmm. by the psalms very much and, so and the imagery and all that kind of stuff and so so yeah i mean just thinking about that i mean um again that that helps us to understand that they're different they're different than the letters they're different than the other genres of scripture because they they are and, and you'll see this as you're reading through the psalms you know at the top when they have the inscription at the top of the psalm it'll say um, you know, for the choir mm-hmm. or, you know, a song Written by for, the choir master, right. Or, or whatever yep. the case may be. So they yep. were intended to be sung. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just kind of thinking through that, because when you think about music, music is different than, you know, other types of, of, of writing or literature. It is meant to stir the emotions. It, mm-hmm. it is not as, you know, linear, if you will, as the epistles or whatever the case may be. It's, it's not as, you know, follows a tight system of logic like some of the other mm-hmm. genres of scripture. This is musical. So the design literally by God for the Psalms is to move our heart. I mean, that's that's yeah. the whole point, whether it's whether we sing it or whether we're reading it out loud, which I like to do with the Psalms. I like to read them out loud because it just has a lilt to it, I feel like. Um, so, you know, all those things work together to help me I feel just really uh, get attached to God yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and get yes. connected. So there. again, just thinking through this, that what this means is that, you know, you think about the letters again, the letters appeal to logic, mm-hmm. right? This is musical poetry. So it's going to appeal to the emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, in the letters, right? They're logical. Paul's making arguments. Mm-hmm. He's giving statements of fact. Um, this is poetry. This is musical, right? And so, so there's lots of imagery. Yeah. I was going to say a lot of imagery. So, yeah. so, so, um, Kind of think about it this way, and I want to make sure I say this right. Um, when you think about learning Christian doctrine, mm-hmm. you think about learning about the, the doctrine of the Trinity or about the doctrine of salvation or justification or the case may be, you know, the letters, for example, Paul, do a real good job of of helping us to understand doctrine. Yeah, there is There is a rich doctrine in the Psalms as well, but it's communicated in a much different way. I agree. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, so, you know, it's communicated through music, through poetry and all those kind of things. And so it's, it's, it's different in learning doctrine in the Psalms as it is the epistles or where the case may be. Uh, but, but understanding again, because they're musical, they, they appeal to us differently mm-hmm. than what the other genres of scripture do. 
All right, well, let's bounce on to the number four. The Psalms are full of familiar literary elements. Yeah, so when you read through the Psalms, you've got to think about some things you learned in high school. Right? Oh, no. I know. We don't want to do that. <laughs> but you think about analogies, yeah. metaphors, exaggeration, yeah. um, you know, um, parallelism. All yeah. those things are yeah. present in the psalm. So it's helpful just to kind of pick on the, up on that as much as, as you can. W- one of the things that psalm does a lot of is this idea of parallelism. It's, it's all over the psalm. Mm-hmm. And so so what will happen typically is you'll have these couplets in the psalms where, where the psalmist, he'll make a general statement, right? And after that statement he makes, he'll he'll... He'll add to it. Mm-hmm. He'll um, the the next line will give further explanation of the statement. You'll see this over and over and over again in the Psalms. For example, think about Psalm nineteen. In Psalm nineteen, verse one, here's the statement: "The heavens declare the glory of God, and the expanse proclaims the work of His hands." That's the statement, mm-hmm. right? And then the next line gives some information about that. Day after day, they pour out speech, right? Night after night, they communicate knowledge. Um, and so what, what happens, right, is that he gives that statement, and then the next statement, this is parallelism, this is mm-hmm. Hebrew parallelism. Here's the statement here, that, that explains something, and here's some further explanation. So when you read through the Psalms, just look for that kind of stuff. It's all over the place. You'll see in the Psalms, um, you know, one of the, the tools of poetry is, is acrostic. Mm-hmm. So you think about Psalm 119, for example, the longest psalm in your Bible. Aleph, uh, Beth, you'll yeah, see that. It's, yeah, it's the Hebrew alphabet. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and some of our Bibles actually have that. Uh, noted for us so that you can see it. It'll mm-hmm. actually have the, the Hebrew alphabet so you can see that each section starts with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Uh, so, you know, these, again, there are literary elements in the Psalms uh, that, you know, you're not going to f- find as much of in some of the other genres of scriptures. You just be aware of that. So it's good to kind of think through some of those things you learn in high school about parallelism, about, you know, meter, about, you mm-hmm. know, um, um, imagery, metaphors, all those things because they're present in the psalm. Mm-hmm. My Old Testament professor in seminary said that, said it this way, the way that we do rhyme, the, for the Hebrews, their way of rhyming was parallelism. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, that's so exactly they, right. So they didn't, uh, they didn't rhyme. But the whole thing that's saying, okay, if, if this is the case, this is also the, you know, yeah. it's, it's like going same, same thing, but just a little bit different take on it, you know. Right, right, right. Um, so anyway, that that's what he said. All right, so uh, they're full of literary elements. we got to go back to high school. Yep, uh, go back to high school. <laughs> next tip, there are different, and I think this is probably people don't realize this, there are different types of psalms. Yeah, so I think there's, uh, if I remember right, I think there's seven different types of psalms. Mm-hmm. And so just reading through, you know, um, and understanding that you've, and, and this is good because, again, the psalms are helping us to, to learn how to engage God. Mm-hmm. And so David engages God in every season and every circumstance of his I life. I would agree with that, yeah. What's, which is, what is interesting to me is that um, when you think about the different categories of psalms or the different types of psalms, uh, the one, the most that you'll find, the most type is the, the psalms of lament. There's more psalms of lament than any other type of psalms in the Psalter. Mm-hmm. And so most of you know what a psalm of lament is. It is expressing grief and pain. Mm-hmm. It's saying, God, Very much. oh, man, my life stinks right now. Will you help me out, right? <laughs> That's what the psalms <laughs> yes. of lament do. And and David does that uh, more than any other type of psalm, which which I think is super encouraging. One, we know that, that David um, went through a lot of struggles, mm-hmm. and we know that David was normal. Mm. 
He right? wasn't some Superman. Yeah. No, he 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 struggled, and he was honest about his struggles. And these are emotional struggles. Yeah, I mean, he says you know? some wild things like, "God, have you forgotten me?" Yeah, right. Or, "God, would you just crush my enemies for me?" I mean, just yeah. just some wild stuff. But he's lamenting. Now, what what what's interesting to me when you read the Psalms of Lament, and what you can do, you can go on Google or something like that, and you can just type in the different types of Psalms, and and there, there you can find some different sites or resources that will actually list out for you what all the Psalms lament are, or all mm-hmm. the Psalms of Thanksgiving, or all the Psalms of, 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 of the hymns of praise, or what the yeah, case may yeah. be. Uh, you can get those listed out. But you think about the Psalms lament, and, and, and when you think about Psalms lament, there, there are individual laments, and there are corporate laments. So what I mean by that is there are times when you see a Psalm that it's just the individual author, David, for example, who's just saying, hey, my life stinks, here's what's happened. And sometimes it's in a, it's, it's in a historical context. Like you have some Psalms where, uh, David writes them when he's, you know, on the run from Saul mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, or fleeing from Absalom or whatever the case may be. You've got those kinds of Psalms. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have uh, um, those corporate laments that for the congregation, for all of Israel, we're lamenting this as, and you'll hear the as word, a people. Yeah, and you'll hear the word we right. when, when that's That's exactly happens. right. Yeah. So you have that. Um, but what's interesting is that when you read the Psalms of lament, David will often say something like, my life stinks. God, where are you? This doesn't make any sense. But at the end of that lament, he'll always come back and say, but I trust you. I know. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that good? He's going, but, I mean, he's just hitting it hard and saying how terrible life yeah, is. He yeah. says, but Lord, I know that in the end you have, you have your yeah. way, you know, it's always so, back to him. So that's what's encouraging for us because I think we are a people that lament often mm. because life, life for us is, is difficult as well, just like it was for David. And we'll say, God, life stinks. It's not fair, but we'll, we, we won't add the part oftentimes, but I trust you. Yeah. Right, we'll let our faith waver. David, even though he laments, he doesn't let his faith waver. Mm. Read it. I mean, go back and and look at those psalms. It's, it's super encouraging. He always comes back and says, "God, I don't get it, but I trust you. Yeah. You're my rock and my fortress. You will deliver me." Right. And I think that's the difference between complaining and lamenting. Yeah, yeah, Just absolutely. In a general rule. Absolutely. If you, if you can't get back to God and say, "God, in the midst of what I'm struggling with, with these people that are after me, the situation that's coming at." me or whatever it is and then say but god in the middle of it when i don't know the way i know you do yeah yeah that's the difference there's a difference there perfect example is psalm 3 so psalm 3 is a psalm of lament and he says and this is when he was fleeing from his son absalom he says in the first verse how my foes increase there are many who attack me many say about me there is no help for him in god Mm. but lord you are my shield around me my glory and the one who lifts up my head i cry out to the lord and he answers me from his holy mountain he knows. He knows that life stinks, but he also knows that God is faithful to him. And so, so you know, again, this is encouraging because it teaches us how to approach God. It is okay to come to God and express your frustrations mm-hmm. and to lament, but don't forget who God is when you do it. Amen. He's not Amen. a God who's left you. He's not a God who's forgotten you. He is the God who is there to help you and to strengthen you through those difficult seasons. So yes, lament, but don't complain, right? Yeah. And I think you make a good point there, Trey. The, 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 these aren't complaints that David's making. These are laments that, mm-hmm. that he's crying out to God, God, my, my life seems hopeless, but I know in you there is hope. Yeah. Yeah. Every right. time it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, so all, all that to say, you've got these different times of uh, types of lament. You have, um, you have messianic Psalms. Yeah. Yeah. Psalm right? 22 you think, you think about Psalm 22, that yeah. when you read that Psalm, man, you can, and Jesus himself quotes that Psalm on the cross. <laughs> exactly. When Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He is quoting Psalm 22, mm-hmm. right? That, that, that he is saying from the cross, that Psalm that you guys know, Psalm 22, that's about me, mm. right? I am the one 
that the Father has forsaken. I am the one whose garments are going to be divided up. I am the one who's going to be pierced. So he 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 says this psalm is me. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you have you have these different messianic. It's not the only one. There are several messianic psalms in the Psalter that point us to Jesus Christ Himself, which is really cool. So. Even in, in that ancient book, way before Christ was born, wow. there's hope of the Messiah Amazing. in the Psalms. And I guess that's what I'm, when we started, I said, tying it into the rest of the word of God. Yeah. And, and some of the things we've talked about, especially the Messianic Psalms, are going to tie you back yeah. or tie you into Christ. And uh, let it do that. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, just let it do that. Absolutely. Don't try to make it something it's not. You know. Absolutely. I guess that's what drives me crazy sometimes when people take the Bible and they try to make it something it's not. And so, and they seem to be famous for doing that with the Psalms. Yeah. And I'm just shaking my head when I hear some preachers or especially TV preachers say weird things. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, so let it do what it's supposed to do. That's right. Psalm That's 22 right. is not about you and me. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. You know, it's so about Jesus. Anyway, very good. All right. Yeah. Next tip. Uh, the Psalms are a great benefit to the Christian okay, life. Okay, and we're done here. We've already said these things, but yeah. just as we yeah, wrap let's, our let's, time up, This right? will help us review yeah, and get so back just, to what we need to do. I've given you all these tips about how to read the Psalms, just understanding what they are. And we could yeah. spend, you know, a couple hours talking about the Psalms. There's mm-hmm. 150 of them. There's a lot to, to cover. And we've just, we was just barely scratched the surface. But, you know, again, these Psalms are given to us to help us, to help us know more about our God, to help us to learn how to worship. They're a guide for worship. Amen. They show us how we can relate honestly to the Lord. And uh, they, they demonstrate, this is what David does and the other psalmists do as well. Uh, they reflect. Mm-hmm. They take time, and that's what it is. When you when you worship, when you mm-hmm. pray, you're taking time. Mm-hmm. You're taking time out of your schedule. You're taking time out of the busyness of life, and you're sitting before God and you're thinking about who He is and what He's done for you and how you just respond to Him in light of that. That's what the Psalms teach us mm-hmm. to do: to take the time to come before God's presence. Uh, and I think one of the things that. Uh that has helped me to meditate are the Psalms. Mm. So I'm able to take a Psalm that's really impacting me at that moment and just go back through it, you know, yeah. once, twice, three times and just read it out loud to yeah, the Lord. Yeah. And there've been times when I've done that and yeah. just the, the power that comes over you and the, the emotions that come over you and the tears that start flowing. Yeah. Uh, not always bad tears either. I'm not talking about like, I'm so upset that right, I'm crying. Right, right, I mean, right. it just, sometimes you're overwhelmed with the majesty and the power that's exactly of God. Right. And so those met, that Psalms are a great way when in Psalm one starts out, you know, how we are supposed to meditate mm-hmm. and, you know, it's a great way to meditate on the word yeah, of God. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, pastor, this has been really, uh, I think eye opening, uh, yeah. for many of us who have, uh, really loved the Psalms, but not quite know and uh, known how to handle them. So, yeah. uh, this is going to be a great opportunity. And so I'm going to say that to say, you need to let people know you know, what we're doing here and to help people understand how to read the spot, the Bible that God has given us. And, uh, it's a blessing. Well, pastor close us out and, uh, we look forward to what God's going to do as we come back next week. Yeah. We hope that today's episode has been helpful for you. If it has been helpful, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. So you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. It helps us get word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.